Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks. Mm-hmm. Bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week. When do we bring it to them? Seven in the morning, Monday through Friday, comes out. Waiting for you, piping hot, have it with your coffee. It's a good time. <laughs> it is a good time indeed. Uh, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with that 135 to 116 win over the Wizards. Got a little close for comfort in the third quarter, but yeah. overall, uh, pretty comfortable win. Clippers took care of business, wire to wire victory on that one. But we're going to talk about what we liked from that, as well as some things that we didn't like, and just talk about how we're feeling overall. Uh, and then it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, poll goes out on Twitter. This one is interesting. We're kind of looking ahead to the first round of the playoffs, just from where the standings sit right now. It's tight. It's you know we're within one spot of uh, you know the four seed, so things are kind of interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, so we're gonna kind of break down some of those uh, potential opponents, as well as get into what y'all thought about that. Uh, and then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else. Uh, PG, you know, finally got his got his due due desserts yes. as a, as an all star. Absolutely, back, back on the team. Uh, and Ralph had some controversial comments <laughs> about the Clippers. Uh, the the Clippers shot at a championship. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, I gotta let you know today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Yeah. We got to ask, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? You know, who knows? Uh, For the clips, I think it's the latter. But with Michelob Ultra, only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Hey, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Clippers did take care of business against the Wizards at Staples. 135-116. Stopped the hottest team in the league. Wizards came in on a five-game win streak against really good teams. Yeah. uh, Which is pretty incredible. No Lou Will for the Clips in this one. Just seemed like rest. It was a little surprising, but yeah. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi just right off the bat. I mean, Paul George had 25 points in the first half, but they both absolutely lit it up. They shot 65% from the floor. Kawhi had 32-7-4. PG added 36-3. The first half watching Paul George was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And Kawhi continues to find his three-point stroke, uh, which is just a nice extra thing to sort of have in the arsenal, sort of make the defense think. Uh, Only two turnovers for Paul George with those, uh, which, you know, is always one of those things that I kind of hamp on uh, for him. So great job uh, just kind of, shaking off the rust uh the handle still looked a little loose at times yeah they said that's going to be kind of the last thing to come back which is one of those things that has me a little bit nervous sometimes watching it but hey get three assists only two turnovers you know i'm not i'm not gonna it's fine it's fine uh it's now still in the positive in that category (laughs) yes uh it's now official uh in the 493 minutes that paul george and Kawhi leonard have been on the floor together they have a 125.6 offensive rating. Absurd. And a 105.7 defensive rating. Which I believe would be the best defensive rating in the league. Absolutely. Of any so maybe it's they're the most dominant two players in the NBA right Call now. Call me crazy. That 105, that's, uh, that's a pretty good number. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> uh, 
The other great thing about this game that we liked is that everyone chipped in. Yeah, like, so... Like, everybody on the bench pretty much had double digits, except for uh, Luke and Fee. Yeah, we talked about this being a great game for, you know, some of the some of the other rotation guys to kind of get back into rhythm, uh, sort of step up. Yeah, and rough step. go against the Nets. Yes, and step up, they did. You know, Morris didn't have his most efficient shooting night. He was only like 33% from the floor, but he did a little bit of everything. Yeah. He finished with 11-3-4, added a steal and a block. He had a great highlight zoo assist. It was so good. Him and Zoo have really good chemistry. Uh, I think he had two total to Zoo, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, great stuff from Morris. He had to come back in in the final minute of this one because Terrence Mann fouled out. Which snuck uh, up on you. It's, Terrence Mann played well enough, and I'm I'm gonna sincerely say this. Terrence Mann, I mean, he had a personal five zero run to open up the fourth. Oh, he was great. He was great. And then he fouled out, but I was wanting to say his defense looked a lot better in this game, even though he fouled out. Oh, absolutely. Like the I mean, were there for it sure. wasn't like it was six fouls on a three point shooter. You know, like yeah. it, it, it happens. <laughs> um, but Terrence Mann also goes into this. I mean, he he was great. Um, yeah, the the, the game almost got out of hand the Clippers were up 24 and then the Wizards went crazy in the third which we're going to talk about uh, and what we didn't like but it was only a five-point lead going into the fourth and Terrence Mann hit a three and then was in the right place for the right time to get a pass for a dunk and really kind of take the pressure off absolutely um, the fourth which was awesome to see. we we also got to talk about Reggie Jackson he finished with 17 and 5 no turnovers yes. which is huge uh was really he was pretty efficient 50% shooting and you know looked really solid um i i'm still if you're not f- wholly frustrated by one thing that Reggie Jackson does he had a good game oh definitely right? definitely like, <laughs> and this was a good game and he has had some stronger showings lately yeah it's just this because Terrence Mann's playing so well. I know the guard rotation to me is just starting to get so perplexing because, in a good way, in a good way, but at the same time, like no one piece is the complete piece. Love it. Fly so by the seat of our pants. It's uh yeah we're I mean that's something <laughs> that's something we're gonna have to unpack on another episode. But another thing we loved in this one was the rebounding. We out we out rebounded the Wizards fifty three to thirty eight. Look, these are the kind of things that make you win games when teams go on runs yeah. or if you know for whatever reason you go cold. We played really hard. Uh, we had seventeen second chance points. Want well, guess how many the Wizards had? Less than that. Two. I was right. That's <laughs> Two. Uh, so really great stuff on the glass there from the Clippers. All right, so what didn't we like from this We're one? We're forgetting one big thing that we like. Oh, what's that? Zubats. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Zoo had 12 and 10. He got a poster on Davis Bertans, which yes. was absolutely fantastic to watch he had an assist to man which yeah. uh you know was his lone assist of the night but was it a beaut and he makes good passes we kind of talked about a lot last year about how everyone like mentioned how good of a passer zoo was and we never saw it happen for whatever reason tonight was a great argument for it and even though he only recorded the one assist he had a couple of great reads and and the hockey assist kind of a situation so uh that was really really great to see yeah Yeah, so he had a fantastic it was just such a this was a great kind of complete victory for the clips but i can't believe i glossed over that i'm an idiot (laughs) what we didn't like i mean the third was horrible in this one the wizards it was the only thing we didn't like it was pretty very clearly an outlier which was nice like the game you know, turned on a 5-0 Terrence Mann run after that for the most part. Um, the Wizards shot 75% in the third, partly due to bad defense by the Clippers and not really being focused, and partly not- due to just weird luck. But 
it was one of those things where it was like, oh god, like for, it, it was a five point game. It like, got yeah, it it did whittle down to a five point game. Uh, there were some offensive possessions where I I don't believe you know the best option was taken. It was kind of that thing where you know like they were they started the game so red hot and like were were locked in. They yeah. you know. And it's sometimes when you establish a lead like that, I think it's a little bit difficult to sort of keep a hold of the reins tightly sometimes in those situations. But sure. they never lost a lead. Um, yeah, which was great. Like they, they, been, never, they never yeah. fully lost a lead. <laughs> uh, they led all the way through this one. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it it's difficult to watch the team lose some momentum like that. For sure. I got to get into my, my big one, What's my that? big dislike. What's that? Luke Kennard, man. I know that we talk about him. I was going to argue this was kind of an encouraging performance from Luke Kennard. I think that I know that we talk about him on almost every single episode, but look, there's there's another guard out of the rotation, and he's still barely uh, carving out time. Agreed. And not looking particularly it good when he's well doing tonight. it. He had a steal tonight. To yes. like the first play he had was a steal, which a was steal, great. A steal and an assist. He was affecting the game in a way that wasn't scoring, which was good. Then immediately had a turnover, and I feel like he That's was... rust. <laughs> I feel like after the turnover, though, he was a little checked out. Yeah, I mean, he hit a three. Um, in, garbage in garbage time. time. I don't know. I'm just... I'm trying not to think about it, if I'm being honest. Uh, Bev had a bit of a rough start to this one. Two fouls early. Kind of put him out, which is tough. But he made some key plays. Um, the free throw percentage for the Clippers has just like been bad recently. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> which sucks. Like teams are shooting about league average against against the Wizards, uh, but the Lakers had a really uh, kind of a rough night. They shot like sixty four percent, dropped the game. Um, you know, last night we shot under sixty. Under sixty three percent in this one, it was like sixty two point five, which Weird. is really not going to get it done. Most characteristic nights. for the Clips, and I don't know, is it because the Wizards are sending teams to the line so much, like they're just caught off guard? I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I did not like was the Wizards shot fifty five percent from three against us. To be fair, they uh, shot seventy five percent in the third. That's that's going to skew it a bit, I think. Still bad. Still yeah, bad. still bad. Don't let a team shoot 75% from three. Yeah. It was a huge part of that court, like that third quarter turnaround. Look, we are top we're, – we're a top 10 team in opponent three-point percentage. We're not like – you know, teams generally aren't shooting great about us. It doesn't always feel that way. They had two anomalies, though. Mo Wagner made his seventh three of the year against us, and someone else made like their 10th. So two of them. I know, but that continuously happens yeah, against fair. the Clippers. That's fair. Um, yeah, this game, I guess I'm not as bothered about it, but if it was against a better team, I would be. Um, feeling pretty good after this one. Yes. Feeling pretty good. I'm heading out to this road trip. Clippers got it done. Kawhi and PG, best two on the league. Coming up, we're going to be uh, talking What You Say Wednesday, some first-round playoff talking. But first, look, as we always say on this podcast, joy creates success. I mean, I, every day. And this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Paul George. Giving it to PG. Uh, Full of joy. He bounced back from a tough first game against the Jazz, coming from that toe edema situation. Did his thing against the Nets, really helped bring the Clippers back down from a 15-point deficit. Ty Lue kind of had to choose when to play him. I think he made the right choice. The strategy would have worked had the ref not made a horrible call. He dominated the Wizards in Tuesday's game with 25 in the first half. 
Great play by the newly named all-star Paul George. Well-deserving. Still might get some MVP chatter if he keeps his play up, despite the missed games. Um, wondering which Clippers player is going to be the next week's Ultra Player of the Week. Who knows? Big road trip. Maybe it'll be Terrence Mann again. I almost put Terrence Mann again for this week. Deserved it. Deserved it. Hopefully Luke Kennard can be it one day. Who knows? Uh, Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Okay, so we're back with what you say Wednesday, which, if you're unfamiliar, every single Tuesday, we send out a poll on Twitter that's mm-hmm. at Locked On Clips. We just kind of want to know what you think about a given question. This one, so we're, we're looking at if the playoffs were to start right now. Yes. Uh, what team do you think poses the biggest hassle for the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs? Based on current standings, uh, two through four are separated by a single game. Yes. Uh, it's very tight. Very tight. So possibilities for us could be the Blazers, the Spurs, or the Nuggets. This one, another lopsided one, makes a lot of sense. Makes a bunch of sense. The runaway winner of this poll was the Nuggets. 78% yes. of the vote. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean. Checks out. Checks out. We've been hurt Kinda before. That was, yeah, we've, yeah, we've been there before. Uh, the Nuggets are dangerous for a bunch of reasons. Yes. Biggest one is Jokic. Yeah, I, I mean, it's yes. It's just, I don't, you know. I, I would definitely have voted them. Um, look, they just have so many looks um offensively because of Jokic yeah. and he's just a very particular problem to try and deal with he's especially like one of the best passers in the league yeah and like especially in a seven game series in the first round dude that sounds like first round series. that sounds like such a bummer sounds like hell uh some encouraging things uh like the Nuggets are currently sending teams to the line a lot. They're bottom ten in opponent free throw rate. They haven't been as disciplined defensively. You know, some they you know, lo- losing Jeremy Grant uh, was a big loss for them. In free a lot of people agency. mentioned that in the in, on Twitter. They're like losing Grant's a big deal. Like I'm not as scared of the Nuggets. Yes, their defense After has voting for the Nuggets, which also makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I would still vote for the Nuggets because yeah. that's not who I want to see in a first round series. But they are bottom ten in opponent effective field goal percentage, so they're not stopping a whole lot yeah uh, which i think is worrisome for a team playing seven games against the clippers yeah <laughs> but uh they are they are pressuring the ball pretty well um they are top 10 in opponent turnovers which uh, if you catch the clippers on our bad night i was gonna say so like <laughs> that we only had 10 against the uh the wizards which was great yes which we like, averaged, talked you know, about yeah we averaged closer to like that 14 number yeah uh so yeah I, I don't like that um they also are just the most efficient offense of any of these three teams they're sure. six in the entire and like nba in offensive efficiency mm-hmm. And they're a top ten team in offensive rebounding. Which I look, I haven't dug deep into the numbers of this yet. But sometimes when I'm watching the game, it seems like the Clippers give up more offensive rebounds than any team. Agreed. Uh, didn't happen in, did not happen against the Wizards, but uh, it is something I'll kind of have my eye on. I think it's just something I, I possibly overreact to. It's because it always looks rough. Yeah. There's usually like four Clippers around it. Second place was the and Blazers. Then Nets game. Yes. Uh, second place was the Portland Trailblazers with a. You know, hardy 15% of the vote. And this, again, people talked about the backcourt of the Blazers, which is the first thing I thought of. I would have ranked this the exact same way. Blazers second, Spurs obviously third. But you got Dame and CJ. Um, There's always, like, the chip on your shoulder thing like that. Alex Porter on Twitter said, this isn't the bubble anymore. He doesn't see Denver as a big a threat compared to 
the pick and roll stuff that um, you can get out of the Blazers, which I don't necessarily agree with on the pick and roll stuff, but you know that duo is crazy in the backcourt, and the the way that you can kind of give it to the Clippers is a shifty backcourt. Yeah, yeah, uh, we we have trouble staying in in front of those kind of backcourts. I just they cannot. It's still five games. It, it's still like yeah. And Mark Sedano also mentioned Gary Trent Jr., which is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's a the Clippers, it's but, a hard yeah. five or six games for sure, but they just cannot guard us. Yeah, even if they're fully healthy, it's not. They're bottom five in the league in opponent effective field goal percentage. Like you're gonna get your points up against the Blazers, and like they have to keep up with you, kind of, especially with as deep as the Clippers are. Yes, I mean, you know, while while they got while they got guys who can score, and like um, you know, they have some they have some depth, and they have like at least a couple a single stopper. Uh, yes, on that absolutely. team in Covington. <laughs> um, I just – I don't know. Like, to me, offense isn't the Clippers' problem right now. Uh, I, If I'm another team, I'm not trying to get into a shoot-off with the Clippers, I don't think. Yeah. Unless I'm the Nets, you know? Yeah, that's really the only team. And maybe the Lakers. Maybe. They, I mean, they have the talent at the top compared to what the Blazers have for sure. Um, and then uh, San Antonio – in third place, this makes sense. I, uh, you know, a lot of a couple people in the Twitter comments said like the pop factor of wanting to like, like his rage against Kawhi would factor into this, but I don't think it would motivate him to coach any better than he usually does. So interesting, which does seem to tear up every time Lamarcus Aldridge plays us. It feels like he goes off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, five games. Yeah, five games. Uh. Interestingly enough, the Spurs have played five less games than us this season. What? That seems like many so many games. I don't even know. Uh, That's kind but, of absurd. But, you know, they do have typical kind of pop things. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Um, you know, they're they're not really sending guys to the line. They're pretty disciplined in that way. Um, but once again, they're not really stopping teams. They're also just outside the bottom ten in opponent field goal percentage like – I just don't see – I don't see any of these teams being able to get the stops. Um, and the only – yeah, the only offense that I'm seeing in a seven-game series that I would be worried about is honestly Denver. Yeah, it's like the scare. – they'd be the scariest six or whatever seed they are now. Yeah. Like I remember last year and everyone was like, oh, the Portland Trailers are a pretty scary eight seed, and it just wasn't true in any way. Um, it would be the opposite of that. It would actually be true for the, for the Nuggets. Yes. And it would be difficult to watch for Clippers fans, just knowing what would happen um, last season, of course. Any other thoughts on the first round of the playoffs? I want them to get here. It's a very long way away, but I'm very excited for Clippers playoff basketball. I'm just curious to see how much fluctuation we see um, You know, as, as things sort of firm up when we get closer to the playoffs. I'm thinking thinking that a couple of these teams will move up a little bit higher and sort of out of Clippers contention in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spurs still seem pretty realistic sort of at that position. Um, but who knows? And and who knows what could happen 
with the Clippers when the you know when the rest of the schedule is finally released, if <laughs> yeah, right. and when it's going to be a secret drop, you're going to get one game at a time. Yeah, it's stand gonna be online like, on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a top shot drop where only certain team officials are going to be able to own the schedule. Of course. <laughs> uh, coming up in shavings, we're going to be talking PG's quest to get that 95 rating in 2K, and then talking about Ralph's. Uh, belief or not belief in the Clippers right now, but first, Will, talk to me about energy bars. All right, so energy bars, there's so many of them. What there's do you choose? There's only one I trust what one? to put in my body, and it's Built Bar. So, uh, look, Built Bar is a health bar that tastes like a candy bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than the one that came before it. It comes wow. in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut for the folks out there with allergies. As I said, it's Tastes like a candy bar. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, but they're healthy, which is great. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie. They're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, so they're great for the keto diet. Uh, and we have a very special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase, but only while supplies last, so you're going to want to get on this. Oh, yeah, order. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, welcome to Shavings, where we just kind of talk about random stuff happening in the Clippers sphere. Yeah. Or sometimes just the NBA. Yeah. Um, PG was named an All-Star Reserve, which is fantastic. Congrats to Paul George. Well-deserved. Tough. Man, it's tough out there. For the All Star, they, they should. Ju- I don't know what they should do with All Stars. Should they expand the roster? I don't know. There should be only two from each conference. You just vote on the conference best player, and, <laughs> and then they, only- and then that person gets to pick. Yeah, the other four. That seems good. Uh, and then yeah, the, and then the reserves as well. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Just make it goofy. I think like wonky and weird. I don't know. So do you feel? It just doesn't matter as much as like all NBA. Truly, like that. no, I I agree. Because there's I a agree. bigger pool for that. So like, oh, second team All NBA, very good, still respectable. Yeah. But then some people are just like not an All Star reserve, and you're like, huh. Yeah. You know, if you don't pay attention to All NBA but only All Star, which I feel like maybe more casual fans of the game, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I I mean like All Star is more for the fans for yeah. sure. Uh, so I I guess. It would definitely be a bummer to to be slighted like as an athlete on that yeah. like on that kind of level. Um, it's just the talent pool is starting to get so deep. Yeah. It's really really difficult to get you know everybody who's deserving on there. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of impossible to not have a snub for sure. But thankfully, Paul George didn't get snubbed. Yeah, that's why on- it's otherwise it'd be called All Stars, whole league is stars. There you go. Uh, is he on track for the 95 2K rating that he so uh, confidently declared he wanted preseason? Man, you know I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I've never played 2K. I think uh, he is. I'm pretty sure. He's a, he was an 88 last season, which is pretty disrespectful. Look, what are his NBA Jam numbers? He's. I mean, he's probably kind of full on everything. He's definitely probably full on steals. Yes. Or defense. I can't remember which one. If he's full on steals and three-point percentage, as I know he is, <laughs> that's the way I play jam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think he's on track for the 95 rating, of course. Um, then moving on to something else that kind of ruffled some feathers on Clippers Twitter. Yeah. On, uh, we record this on Tuesday evening. Ralph doesn't seem to believe in the Clippers right now. So this is not fully true. Uh, essentially, what he it's said true. is he thinks that no. they need another scorer. Um 
He, you know, he likes the idea of having one more score in that kind of starting lineup or their closing lineup. Um, he said things look a little bit better with Morris, but still not maybe not good enough against the Lakers, Sixers, or Nets in a seven-game series. Or the Jazz. Or the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, look. All right. You, you say what you got to say about this first. I just like, – I don't understand this need for like another scorer up there with how many more points are they going to score than, you know what I mean? I just don't, someone's not getting the ball. If someone else really needs the ball that much Yes. on the starters, that's a very dumb sounding thing to say, but you know what I mean? Like I don't want someone to take the ball out of Kawhi and PG's hands Look in the first quarter. Unless you're getting someone that's on the level of, I don't know, Kyrie Irving, James Harden or Kevin Durant. Uh, I think that we're pretty good on scorers, to be to yeah. be perfectly honest. To me, that's not where the fault lies with this Clippers team. St- it's still defensively. Like, uh, the defense is just so many steps behind where the offense is right now that even, like, the turnovers and stuff I think are going to get smoothed out offensively. Like, I can see the clear end game for this offense. And even when shots aren't falling, the ball movement – uh, and, it's and there like, to facilitate the, the shots. The yeah. ball movement is there to facilitate shots. And like worst case scenario, how many guys do you want isoing down the stretch of a game? Yeah, I would sure. say, We're already frustrated at it sometimes. Yes, I would say two is absolute max <laughs> for me, for what yeah. I want to watch. Um, so I, I think that I think that another stopper to me is a bigger deal maybe. Because, you know, like in that Nets game, it wasn't a scoring thing. We just weren't getting stops. Yes. It wasn't that we struggled to keep up with them from a scoring perspective. Uh, we just allowed too many easy floaters for a team that, like, it was yeah, really— Yeah, Brown killed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. For a team that was, like, able to capitalize on, you know, uh, easy cuts. And, yeah, like, Kyrie can hit floaters. Harden can hit floaters. I mean— I don't know what you do with Durant, but yeah, but so, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. There's just not a. There's not a move that that puts us over the edge in any weird way to, like. So basically, I think the argument that a lot of this is rooted in is that we can't score as fast as the Nets can, and it's like only the yeah, Nets okay, can. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, if everyone's healthy, it's a lot harder to keep up with the net. Like that's how it works. Every other team, we are better than in terms of superstar duos. Yeah, I mean, and lest we forget, like. Look, the Nets defense is so bad. I mean, the variance on on what they can do, I, I think is still I mean, not saying that they're not a top tier contender in the East, but I still think that variance, like, I'm I would be worried about that. Yeah. As a fan of the team. For sure. I think the Clippers are gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I think look, I feel like I've said this a couple times. The Clippers have the roster to win a championship. I, I believe so. Um, it's just putting it all together. 100%. Uh, Thursday's episode, preview of the first game against the Grizzlies. Kind of a two-part preview if you think about the fact that we're playing a back-to-back against the same team. Be true. We're very efficient on this podcast. The analytics guys love us. Traditional podcast fans hate us. Uh, Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> One secret. <laughs> podcast hosts <laughs> yeah. hate. Thirsty Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of, of course. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, uh, Will, where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? You should tell your friends to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. It'll do it for you. Uh, so thanks so much to everybody who listens to this. If you've gotten this far, hey, we appreciate the listen. As Chuck mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. 
Love to have you listen. Absolutely. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.